Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Good morning, 24 Karat Tribe. I am Rhonda Velez, and Phyllis Mantelli is out sick with the flu today, which I miss her terribly, but the show must go on, and we have a wonderful guest for you today. Her name is Amy Evans. Amy is also in the insurance industry, just like me. We just got done with a crazy time of the year for us, so I appreciate her being on today. I met her at a women's event last year in Vegas, and she started a Facebook group called Align Women, and I loved how she was collaborating with other women in business, and so we wanted her to share how we can collaborate with others without feeling the need to compete. So welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Rhonda, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we're excited to talk about this subject because we get this a lot. And people are always asking, like, how do you collaborate without feeling intimidated by other women? But I want you to start out by telling us a little bit about Align and why you started it. Sure. So like you mentioned, I am in the insurance industry and I run an insurance brokerage. I focus on employee benefits in Southern California, so I work with small and medium businesses. And I've been in the insurance industry for about 17 years, and I've been in sales in Los Angeles for longer than that. And I've done a lot of networking. I've done networking groups that are pay-to-play. I've done. Uh, I've set up my own networking groups. I've been members, uh, a member of Chambers of Commerce, and I always found all of those to be uh, lacking. And what I realized was that um, I wanted to network specifically with women, and I wanted that networking to be really intentional. I didn't want what a friend of mine called uh, pitch and pray networking, where you go into a room with 25 or 50 people and you have 30 or 60 seconds to give your pitch and then you exchange business cards and cross your fingers and hope (laughs) that person remembers you three or six or 12 months down the line when they have a client that needs what you do. And I had been invited over the course of, of, of the years to participate in, um, some masterminds with people that were, uh, I think the spirit was, more intentional networking, but they were loosely organized and Mm. there was no financial commitment. There was no real leadership in those groups. And so they would meet for one or two or three months and then eventually fall apart because somebody couldn't make it or wasn't interested or wasn't getting a mileage out of it. And, 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 and all of this probably sounds familiar to you. And yes, so, absolutely. Uh, at, the be- at the beginning of, of 2019, I, I realized that the, the networking group that I was participating in, which was, was a, a, a pricey one and required a big time commitment, wasn't producing the results I wanted. And at the beginning of each year, I do a review of everything I'm involved in. And, and I, I believed that it was probably more productive for me to, to focus my time and energy somewhere else. And mm-hmm. I couldn't find what I wanted. I ended up building it. 
That's uh, awesome. which is very much the entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. So Align Women originally started out as a networking group for me that was a collection of women in professional services who were all serving similar clients to me and all provided services that my clients would find useful. Right. So I collected um, a, a payroll specialist, an HR consultant, an employment law attorney, an IT consultant, a Medicare specialist, uh, a, an outsourced CFO and, and bookkeeping specialist, all, all women in, in positions that, um, that could serve my clients and, and logically I could serve theirs. And I, I intended to run this mastermind for a year and then perhaps invite other women to set up their own masterminds based on the structure that I created. And the Align Women Networking Mastermind is very structured. Um, we have meetings once a month on Zoom. The meetings have themes and questions that each member answers. The members get paired up with each other in the course of the month to mm. participate in very specific uh, activities that I call networking with intention. And we've been generating revenue for our members since the third month of our mastermind. That's amazing. And, That's amazing. And uh, thank you. Thank you. And it's been, it's been really exciting to watch. And what I didn't realize was that there was such a, a need for this kind of collaborative, intentional, revenue-driven networking amongst women that the concept um, really took on a life of its own. And I started having women all around the country reaching out to me and saying, I'm really interested in what you're doing. How can I start my own uh, mastermind? Yeah. Uh, what, what else is Align Women doing? And, and it gained momentum in the second half of 2019 to the point that now we have an Align Women podcast uh, a newsletter that goes out monthly, which I love, by the way. <laughs> I'm Our loving, Facebook. I'm loving every piece of what you have out right now. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, a private Facebook group that has uh, about 575 members now and is and continues to grow rapidly. Um, I am starting the new cycle of networking mastermind in June, and then I'm starting a leadership mastermind in April. So those are two separate things for two separate audiences. And then we'll have a live event that'll be a leadership and networking event in Los Angeles in September. That's awesome. So it's become a giant thing, and it's so exciting, and it's so much fun, and there's so much need for it. And, uh, and I'm, I'm just having a blast watching it grow. Well, and I, I love it because, you know, I know, like, you know, being in the insurance industry, just like me, I've been doing it 25 years, and it's my life. I love what I do every day, but I also love doing my podcast and doing my other things, which I think kind of fuels, I was telling somebody, I think it fuels you when you're doing something you're passionate about, even if it's maybe not within your industry, it, it gives you that drive to do better in whatever you're doing, whatever your career is. Um, and so, I mean, it's, I, I just think it's awesome that you're doing the masterminds because I think those are really important. I, I, Thank you uh, for recognizing that. I, I agree with you. And, and anything that lights you up, whether it's mm -hmm. related to your career or not, will, I think, um, yes, spark and fuel you to, to, to expand in all areas of your life. And I've had people uh, talk to me, um, and, and they, they can see and 
hear the change in my voice when I talk yeah. about aligned women. They can see how much excitement I have about it. So it, it has definitely, um, you know, given me a spark in all areas for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, to, you know, I know that there's always this thing with women about competing, you know, instead of collaboration. I, I don't know if that's just because we're fearful of what somebody else might be better at, at um, but I was reading this article in Forbes and it was referring to something called the rope ladder. Have you heard of that? And it's where yeah. women climb to senior positions and then they promptly haul up the ladder right behind them. And I feel like so uh-huh. many times that happens, right? Like, you know, we, we say we want to collaborate with people and then they might have some more, more success than us. And then all of a sudden we get this like, wait, that's mine, or that was my idea, or, you know, those kinds of things. So how, um, how would you say is the best way to look at collaborating without competing? So I've got, I've got some thoughts on that. Uh, I love this question. Um, and, uh, and there's, there's three pieces of it, of this. So, so first, um, mindset is everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that the sense of, um, competition comes from a scarcity mindset. So mm. when anyone feels like there's not enough to go around, they are going to be protective of what they have. Yeah. And the article that you were referencing in Forbes with the rope ladder, I think falls into that category. Yeah. That if a woman feels that, that, that the position that she's earned has been hard won and that it's probably constantly under threat and that she's got to work 10 times as hard to keep it and that she's still underpaid compared to the other men in the same position, uh, she's probably going to feel protective and feel like there's not enough opportunity to go around. Mm. And certainly uh, I would acknowledge that the women who came before us in the generations before us experienced that. Yeah. We, we, we still see it. I mean, I would still say we are not equally represented and we are not equally paid, but right. we have made so many strides in that area, even in the last 10 years, that I don't believe now we need to operate under the same scarcity mindset that women who came before us do. But I think that that's a, you, you might even call it like a, uh, if you get into the more woo-woo stuff, like an ancestral wound, right? Like the the generations that came before us, like our mothers Mm -hmm. um, had to operate in a different environment and pass that idea down to us, even though that idea may not be serving us anymore. I think it's really important to be aware of the messaging that you might have received, even as a little girl, that that isn't necessarily, it doesn't need to be in play anymore and doesn't serve you. So scarcity mindset is one thing, and I think that creates competition. Um, another thing is the idea of social distancing. And like the rope ladder idea, this was, this was something that was new to me just a month ago, mm-hmm. um, and I posted about it in my Facebook group. There was an article in The Atlantic about, see if I can encapsulate this, social distancing is is something that, underrepresented groups of people employ. So this could be um, this could be women, this could be minorities, this could right. be people discriminated against because of their sexual preference. It is, it, is a, it is a tactic that they employ to put down other people in their own minority in order to distance themselves from the discrimination that that minority faces. Oh, that, yeah, I remember so reading that article. Example, yeah, that, that was a man, really good really, article. It, it, blew me away yeah. yeah so so the example with women that 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 might that might apply to is 
uh, a woman who achieves a, a, a position that she 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 wanted, and and says things like, "Well, I'm not like the other women. I'm mm. I'm more like the guy." Yeah, and that is a version of social distancing to to uh, to communicate that she's not part of the minority class that she's being being discriminated against. Mm. And again, back to mindset, I think it's really important to be aware that those are tactics that have been employed to some success in a in an environment where there was not a lot to go around, but that that tactic really no longer serves. It actually really undermines the, the, the minority class yeah. because it furthers stereotypes. And I think women who, who do that may not realize that they're really, they're really hurting the whole um, in, in the effort to protect the, the one. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, no, completely. Yeah. So, and I agree with that. Com- I, I agree with that completely. Cause I do feel like, you know, a lot of times we just want to, um, you know, say, well, I'm not like that. I'm not. And I, I, I know our, you know, the people who came before us are the women that came before us. I mean, that is true. They, they were having to defend a position where they might have otherwise never been in that position. You know, a lot of, you know, our senior right. management team and those kinds of people had to work really hard to get where they were. You know, it didn't just come easy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for sure. For sure, and I and I honor all of the work that they did, and all of the ways that they had to employ in order to get there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those things aren't necessary anymore. Yeah. And then I'll throw a, a third thought into the mix, and and this one's uh, this one may may sound a little wild, but it, it's something I really believe to my core. Um, and and it's a it's an idea that came to light for me in a very impactful book by Naomi Wolf. Who wrote the Beauty Myth, which is a, a book that um, that that was very influential. That she she followed it up with a book called Vagina, and you can imagine not a lot of people talk about that book <laughs> yeah. because of the title. But I'm throwing it out there, and it is it is about it's about a lot of things, um, and and one of them is how how women have been treated in throughout history, and and the 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 point that's salient to this conversation that really struck me was. When when a when a, a a group in power wants to keep another group down because they're threatened, so in this case, when men yeah. want to keep women down because they are threatened by women's power, they will belittle women, and when they're belittling takes hold amongst the women and the women start belittling each other. Yeah, I like that is so true. Of the power play really, really has an impact. And so all the stereotypes that we hear, that we think we're perpetuating, think about the idea that perhaps they were taught to us and they were taught to us so that we could perpetuate them in order to keep us as a group in less power. Mm, and so I, yeah. all the all the stereotypes, like the one in in looking at your questions and sort of putting some notes together, you know, uh, comments about cat fights among women, right? right? That's that's a real popular one in the workplace, right? Like yeah. there's going to be a cat fight about this opportunity. Challenge those, stand up to those, talk about how those are inappropriate comments because when we allow those ideas to to um, when we pass those ideas along, we're actually we're actually harming ourselves as a group. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, being in sales for as many years as I have, I mean, I've, you know, I have competitors and 
I've always kind of been the person that's like, you know, even when, when I, you know, had, was in a position where they'd say, well, that's your competitor. Like to me, competition is a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, especially in business. So mm-hmm. I haven't looked at my competitor. Like I don't look at my competitors as I'm competing with them. I look at them as a person. And if they're doing their job better than me, by all means, they should win. You know what I mean? Like if, if it's in a sale, then For they sure. absolutely should win. And I feel like once people can get past the fact that, you know, especially in the sales environment of, you know, this is, so, you know, I'm competing against them. I'm doing this. I'm do- if, if they've done the job better then they deserve to win and you, you need to be okay with that, you know? And I think sometimes people take that as like, oh, well, you know, I'm competing with this person, but I don't necessarily feel that way. I feel like, you know, we all have a place. We all have so many, I mean, there's so many opportunities for all of us. And, and when we get out of our head and finally decide I'm not going to compete, I'm just going to do the best that I can do. <laughs> with what I've been Mm -hmm. able to do, it frees us. I totally agree with you. And and competing goes back to that scarcity mindset that Mm -hmm. there's only so much of a pie, right? Right. Like if you get a bigger piece of pie, I get a smaller piece of pie. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case. There's there's more business out there for us to do than any of us could ever handle. Like there's there's a there's an infinite amount of of business and opportunity that that we can participate in. So so to 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 approach it as competition means that someone's still coming from scarcity mindset. And really the people who are more successful than me are the people I want to be around. Absolutely. You know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right. And one of the most valuable things I participate in is an agency owner mastermind that was organized Mm. by a friend of mine. Um, And it's seven women who all own insurance agencies like I do. And some of them are wildly more successful than me and Mm -hmm. have had businesses way longer than I have. And these women are so important to me because when I run into a problem, I can send an email out to this group and have five or six or seven responses in a heartbeat about how they've handled this thing or what their suggestion would be or a strategy that's worked for them. And I couldn't be as successful as I am without them. And they would all be considered, I mean, it doesn't even sound logical to me, but they would all be considered competitors because they're doing the same thing I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But they are so valuable to me because they've got more experience than I do and I can learn from them. Yeah. And I think that's really important too. I mean, I know that when I first started, when I first came to, um, this company, I really was just gleaning from some of the other senior sales reps because they had so Mm -hmm. much more knowledge. And, and I do, you know, even in this business, I share business with several of the sales reps where we, you know, split commissions and that sort of thing. And it's funny because the people that I've aligned myself with, um, just have different skills than me. And it kind of makes my client love it because they're like, well, you know, like Rhonda's got this, but you know, this person has this and it's just, it works really well. And I, I just, I'm just so not of the mindset of there's just not enough for everyone because I do, I feel like a few years ago, I finally got over the scarcity mindset. Cause I will say, it's not like I haven't yeah. had that before. I think we've all had that. Sure. Um, but you know, I finally decided to free myself of that and just not feel threatened or in competition with every little situation. Um, because it just really did hold me back from being successful. And that's, that's so great that you were able to recognize that. And, and I would say it works in the reverse as well. 
um, I, I'm talking about learning from people more successful than me, uh, it, it's also really valuable to be open to new ideas mm-hmm. from people who may be coming coming into your industry or your business um, with with different experiences, with different perspectives, with different mindsets, with different tools, um, who who may have a new approach that 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 would be helpful, that would be revolutionary, that would be something different, and and looking at looking at them as resources as well mm-hmm. um, and not considering them competition, I think is, is just as important. Yeah. And you know, I, I agree with you on that because I've, I've found that a lot of times when younger people come into our industry and in any industry, you know, people can tend to like kind of poo-poo them because they're, oh, well, they're young, you know, what do they know? You know, but it's like, some of those young people have some great, brilliant ideas. And, you know, you, I want to give them opportunities to be able to share their ideas and their, you know, energy. They've got this energy and this light, you know, and I love the younger generation. And I think sometimes um, the older generation tends to go, well, they don't know anything because they're young, you know? (laughs) And I think that's such a wrong place to look. Yeah. Yeah, And they may not know anything about selling insurance yet, but you know what they do know? They know about social media. Yeah. They know about using videos for marketing. Yeah. You know, they, they know a lot of stuff that can be really, really useful. So yeah. I think it's important to be to be open to to different approaches. Yeah, definitely. So um if you're so I know ours is basically we're in the insurance industry, but if let's just say there's somebody that has a business and wants to do a mastermind, what would you um, suggest for them as like maybe a few steps on how to start a mastermind in the industry that they're in or the business they're in? And maybe it's multi-level marketing, maybe you know, business, maybe it's just, you know, a jewelry business they own, what whatever. Like how would you recommend them starting a mastermind and starting a group like yours? Oh, fun question. So <laughs> So the, the first thing is that the term mastermind gets used very broadly and very loosely. Mm-hmm. And so you find, and, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but my, my answer is um, uh, d- determine what you want the goal to be. Um, I am in a mastermind of agency owners, mm-hmm. and they are other people who are running businesses similar to mine, and we can share ideas about how to approach things. They are incredibly useful in terms of the experience that they bring to the table, but the likelihood that I'm going to build my business from a revenue standpoint with them is, is pretty much none because right. we're, all, we're all doing the same thing. I'm not going to say we're all competing, but we're, we're all doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they're not calling me up going, hey, I've got a new 100-employee group for you to work on. That 100-employee right. that, that group is theirs, yeah. and that's totally okay. So a mastermind can be people who have businesses similar to yours and, uh, and you want to learn from them best practices for running your business. Uh, a mastermind could be focused on a, t- a type of uh, project or effort that you want to um, implement. So it could be a, a marketing mastermind, a social media marketing mastermind, where you're with other people, not necessarily in your industry or your business, but other people who want to promote their businesses on social media, and you're sharing best practices on that. Right. And I am in a, a podcast mastermind with other people who are, um, who are running podcasts and have more experience than I do, and it's run by... The, the marketing expert I work with who helps me with my podcast. Yeah. And so I learn 
what people, you know, a year or two years down the road from where I am, I learn what they're doing and I get great ideas from them. I know. Isn't that and beneficial? Master- <laughs> That's so oh beneficial. God, it's so helpful. It's so helpful to be able to bounce ideas off from people or go, hey, what platform do you use right. for this? Or how often do you do that? Or how do you follow up with this? And right. It, it's so wonderful. And then the, the kind of mastermind that I couldn't find that I wanted was one that focused on everyone in the mastermind building revenue. Mm-hmm. And I felt that it was very important that we were all serving the same types of clients. Mm-hmm. Because if one person is working with individuals and another person is working with you know, businesses with up to 25 employees and another person is working with businesses over 500 employees, there's not a lot of synergy there. Right. So for me, I wanted people who were all serving the same types of clients, and, and that can be anything. Mine is, you know, small and medium-sized businesses in Southern California, but, mm-hmm. but someone else's could be, you know, mom, stay-at-home moms who, who are uh, selling cosmetics from home, or, right. or it could be... You know, fitness trainers it doesn't it doesn't have to be what I picked, but I think that the the synergy is really important. And then I wanted women who were all hungry to drive revenue for their businesses. So of course everybody says they want to make sales, right. but I wanted women who were either in a sales role or were um, owners of their own companies and so responsible because they were the owners for driving revenue. And that was really important to me because there's a level of engagement there. Uh, when people are in a sales role that I think is is important. I like that hunger. And then for me, the geography was important because I want to be able to take the women in my mastermind, my networking mastermind, out uh, to my clients, and I want them to be able to take me out to theirs. And while not all my clients are in Southern California and not all theirs are, the the concentration of them are. And so, so the geography was important to me. So I think all of those are factors to consider Mm-hmm. And then the likelihood is that if you wanted to start a mastermind, you probably know a few people you'd already like to be in. So recruiting your recruiting your friends, yeah. um, who who have the same goals as you, uh, and and fit the profile that I just described. And honestly, I have lots of friends who didn't fit the profile that I described, and there were people I didn't invite because they it just wasn't that wasn't what I was trying to accomplish. Right. Um, so. So, um, and then what, what has been really important for me in running the networking mastermind is accepting that I'm in a leadership role because women like to be egalitarian and, <laughs> and that is a, a lovely quality of ours, but a, a, a thing needs a leader. Yes. A movement needs a leader to have a vision, to determine what next steps are. Uh, one of the things that's been hard for me to do, and I have to keep being reminded of it, is I don't need to pull the group for every decision I make. And I want to, because that's the egalitarian in me, right? right. If I'm thinking of changing the meeting time, I want to go, hey, is everybody okay with me doing this or that? I need to make the decision as the leader about what we're going to do as a group. Yeah. And that's, this, this whole process has really caused me to flex my leadership muscles. <laughs> um, and then, and then in, intentionality in the meetings and focus, uh, I think, is really important. So we have an agenda for every meeting. We have a theme. So it could be marketing. It could be ideal clients. It could be, um, uh, what else have we done? Um, uh, products. And, and lost leaders, um, but each meeting has a focus, 
And the questions that I put together to ask the members at each meeting allow for insights into the businesses that mm-hmm. the other members get to learn while they're in the meeting. And that creates more understanding of how we work together. Um, and, and that intentionality, I think, is, is super important because oh, absolutely. Uh, like I said, I've been to other meetings where we, we just get together and, and women tend to go social, right? I was That's just going to say that. I was just going to tell you, like, <laughs> you have to have the intentionality because otherwise you're going to be talking about, like, the latest tea you drank and, you know, that your right. husband put his socks I, in the wrong drawer, you know? <laughs> right. And I love that about us. And we bond that way. That is a, a way that we are different than the, than the way men network is we get much more personal much more quickly, I yeah. think. Um, and there is room for that. And the networking mastermind is there to drive revenue. And so it's very important to me that we keep our focus on that. Yeah, no, that those are great tips because that's a lot of questions that we'll get, you know, from some of our um, listeners. That they're like, you know, I want to do you know, I want to set something up, but I don't know how to do it. And and that was one of the reasons why I knew you would just be a perfect fit for this because, you know, I, it doesn't matter whether you're in business or, you know, it's just a regular mom's group. That competition happens on a regular. And I mean, just the other day I had, um, I had a, a woman who she does weddings and I knew of a, a younger gal who makes jackets um, for brides and we'll just custom jean jackets. And so I connected the two of them so that they could, um, collaborate with one another and it just feels good. You know, it's like, that's awesome. You're going to do business together, you know? So, I, I mean, I think if we can just get to the point where we all feel comfortable with, um, you know, giving each other business and not feeling that competition, we, we'll just be better women overall. We could really run the world if we did that right. <laughs> I totally agree with you. So I have one last question for you, and this is kind of okay. a 24-carat question that we ask almost every time. What advice would you give to your now 22-year-old self? Love this question. <laughs> um and it's and it's gonna it's it's gonna fit in with uh, with what we've been talking about. Um, understand that the ideas that you grew up with seem right, but they have their own biases that you're probably blind to. Mm. Your your family, your community, your gender, your religion, um, your social circles. Be open to as many different ideas and perspectives as you can. Yeah. Interact with people outside of your normal Mm. bubble. Um, Read things that are are different from the things that you grew up reading. Be as open as possible to other ideas because there are are, uh, brilliant and wonderful uh, sources of, of ideas and different ways of thinking of things. Um, and the more you can expose yourself to those, the, the more um, uh, well-rounded I think you will be, and and the more open and expansive to to new ideas and new opportunities you will make yourself. I love that. That is so awesome. So, where can they find you on social media? And I mean, obviously, if they're in the insurance business, they should join a line because. I've just gotten so much out of it just in the short time I've been a member there. So tell us where they can find you. Okay. So Align Women has a website, alignwomen.org. 
Um, you can sign up for our newsletter there. Uh, we have a private Facebook group, and you can find it by searching Facebook for Align Women and then going to the group section. Um, we have a uh, podcast that you can find on alignwomenpodcast.com. And you can find me in any of those places. My contact <laughs> information is available. Um, and then my insurance agency is Calibri Insurance Services, and that's also available on the web. And while Align Women, while the Facebook community is definitely, um, it started out very heavily weighted towards women in the insurance industry because that's me and those are the people that I know. Uh, we're now at 575 it's or more members amazing. and growing rapidly, and we have women uh, all over the world now. Yeah. I talked to a woman this morning who uh, is from South Africa and lives in London. Oh, my um, gosh. So we have women all over the world that are part of the community and from all different walks of life. Uh, so everyone is welcome. And that is, like, amazing. You know, I, I will say that when Phyllis and I started this podcast, we were like, okay, we're just two girls from Gilroy, you know, this little tiny town <laughs> in Northern California. And we got a DM the other day from these two wonderful college students in Hawaii. They're psychology majors. And they were like, we love your podcast. We listen to it all the time. And we just like, our hearts were so like, oh my gosh, you know, um, it's, that's Aww, what the fun part great. about it, you know, that we've met so many great people through, um, social media and the things that we're doing there and on the podcast. So that's awesome. Well, thank sure. you so much for joining us today, Amy. You are such a pleasure to speak to. Um, if you love our show, don't forget to subscribe and share and follow us on Instagram on 24 Carat Conversation Podcast. And until next time, 24 Carat Tribe, sparkle on. Bye. Bye.